But this is part of chapters 40 to 48. Chapters 40 to 48 talk about um, Ezekiel's vision of the temple of God. Like there was a temple. Before the temple you had the tabernacle. And then the temple was built by Solomon. And after Solomon built the temple, and uh, well, Nebuchadnezzar came and he destroyed it, carried the vessels, everything back to Babylon. Before that, uh, Assyrians came, and I mean, all kinds of invasions have happened. And when uh, 586 BC, I think, um, completely it was destroyed. Nothing was left. Completely was destroyed. Much later, uh, you see in the book of Nehemiah and Ezra, people come back from exile to rebuild the temple, rebuild the city of Jerusalem. That is, uh, but it never retained, um, reached the same glory it had before. But God promises through Ezekiel a new temple. And he, in the vision, sees this temple and gives an elaborate description of the temple. Now, if you read from chapter 40 to 48, you'll be lost. It is very hard for us to completely understand uh, from the description to imagine the temple, what it's going to look like. So I have here, uh, what do you call, two-minute video. Please bear with me and watch. In two minutes, you'll get to know what is Ezekiel teaching in four, eight chapters. Now, certain things that we need to understand here is this. Um, you got the physical temple, and then you have Jesus Christ himself is the fulfillment of this temple of God. When you look at Jesus, he is the temple of God. And afterwards, you see every individual believer becomes a temple of God. You and I are temple of God. We become carriers of God's presence. And we are the temple of God. And uh, morning we, before worship, we looked at Daniel chapter 7, uh, verse... Nine. As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. This river of fire was flowing out before him. So this river theme, you see it several times in the scripture. It begins in the book of Genesis, in the Garden of Eden. And when you see after the fall, in chapter 3... Um, God put Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden and then he stationed a cherubim with a flaming sword that goes all sides, all directions so that they cannot enter back again, put their hand on the tree of life, eat and live forever. Now that looked very sad. Basically when I read the story, I said, mm, it is a very sad story. But you know, God never intended to forbid man forever, ever from eating the tree of life. That's not his plan. But he has to deserve, he has to be made fit to partake in it. So that is where the plan of redemption begins from there. And that is what brought God himself, the second person of the Trinity, has come in the flesh, died upon the cross, and opened the door for us so that we can go back again and eat from the tree of life. What an amazing thing. What an amazing thing. But everything that you see in the scripture is repeated several times. It's repeated several times. I was just uh, glancing at somebody by name Justin Taylor, who is a vice president of uh, vice president of Crossway Books, and he made a statement. 
he said the tree of life is represented by the lampstand in the tabernacle the lampstand that stands on the south side of the temple and then the tree of knowledge is the law of god the 10 commandments is in the inside the ark of the covenant that represents the tree of knowledge of good and evil i said that's awesome and that set off my imagination to understand the tabernacle in a new way i said this is really awesome so in genesis 3:24 it says so he drove the man out and at the east of the garden of eden he stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword which turned every direction to god the way to the tree of life so god did not want us to to uh, to banish us from experiencing god again that's not his plan but he wants us to draw close to him so how does he do it expelling adam and eve from the garden of eden is never to deprive humans from accessing the tree of life we need to know how to do it the rest of the old testament is expression of that intention of god the law the tabernacle the festivals various sacrifices etc are given to lead us back to the tree of life the law and the prophets have worked hard to accomplish the same so as i was thinking all these thoughts were rushing through my mind i said oh before i forget let me put it in writing <laughs> jesus christ made it possible for us to get rid of sin to be justified so that we can have the light of life enter our soul and spirit so that law that is kept inside of ark of god symbolizes the law written on the heart of man in fulfillment fulfillment of what ezekiel says i will remove the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and will write my law upon their hearts may be realized in our lives hallelujah so the law that is kept the 10 commandments inside the ark of the covenant that stands for the tree of knowledge of good and evil in fact it is not to deprive man from this knowledge that he forbids them from eating no it's not that purpose but after the fall for us to know that we are the transgressors he gave us the commandment to make the transgression look more vile more bad and that's the purpose of the thing so the curtain that had cherubim embroidered on it there was a curtain that was separating the most holy place from the holy place on that curtain very thick is embroidered the picture of the cherubim that is a cherubim that was standing on the east side of the garden of eden stopping man walking back into the into the garden of eden so that cherubim is embroidered on the curtain but when jesus died upon the cross what happened an angel came and tore the curtain from top to bottom top to bottom now that cherubim will not stop you from entering and eating from the tree of life hallelujah because that is what jesus did for us when he died upon the cross he is giving us access to the knowledge of the tree of knowledge of good and evil so now we can enter into it with, uh, uh, we can approach the lord with confidence we need the light from the lampstand listen to me we need the light from the lampstand which stands for light from reading the bible naturally what you can get is human effort so many people don't want to read the bible they only want revelation straight away don't want to read bible but i want revelation that's not right you need to receive the light from the lampstand first and then what happens is 
Then there is a Shekinah glory in the Holy of Holies. In between the cherubim is an uncreated light, the glory of God dwelling there. And that light is the revelation of God. When you have this light first in the holy place from the lampstand, when you allow that light to enter your soul, into your spirit, then you are prepared to receive that more revelation, direct revelation from God. Does it make sense? That holy of holies, only high priest had access to enter once a year. But now in Christ Jesus, we have access to that place of revelation. Anybody is excited, you can shout hallelujah. So tabernacle is where the Lord dwelt among his people. And when you read John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 14, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And in the, in the Greek version, it says, Tabernacle among us. Tabernacle is he put a tent and lived there. So the tent is his body. So Jesus tabernacled among us. He dwelt in the tent of the body in, in our midst. He walked in our midst, lived in our midst. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So you have the physical temple and you have the spiritual temple in heaven, physical temple on earth. When Moses was instructed to build the tabernacle, he was told to do all things according to what he has seen on the mountain. That means what? Without revelation, you cannot build. You want to build anything, you need revelation first. And without revelation you build, that will not conform to what God wants you to build in life. So Moses had a revelation on the mountain, and he built the tabernacle according to the revelation, all that he has seen. And here you have Jesus who tabernacled among us, full of glory, full of grace and truth. That's the second one. And thirdly we see in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Turn to somebody say, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Your body is not your own. Oh, in the morning I forgot to mention something. I'm, remind, I'm remind, <laughs> reminded of it now. Um, somebody is, is uh, struggling with lust of the flesh, sexual temptation. The Lord wants to give you deliverance and freedom. Take it now. I don't need to know who you are. Just take it now and say, this man of God says, I am receiving deliverance. I receive it now by faith. May that victory be yours right now by the power of the Holy Ghost as I release the word. Then we have the church is God's temple. Individual Christian is a temple and the church is God's temple now. We together when we are gathering, we become a temple of God. God dwells in our midst. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 16. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. They will be my people. So we become his temple. What a great privilege. Do we realize it? Do we realize it? That we are the temple of God. 
I want to compliment guys. This week we, I mean, today we had lots of people turn up at 9:30. Everybody who is here by before 9:30, I want to thank you for coming, and the Lord reward you for that. Because as a temple of God, if some of you come half an hour late, the temple is partly missing. Something is missing, isn't it? So let's be full temple when we start at 9:30. I'm over pushing too much into it. Pardon me, but you know that's what I, I feel. Then let's also, I mean, uh, now I'm coming back to the chapter 47, the river of God. So what is happening here is Ezekiel is having the vision of this temple of God, and in this cha- verse, I mean, chapter 40 onwards, he has seen lots of things. He written lots of things. Now he comes to chapter 47, and he sees an angel of God there, and in his hand he saw a measuring rod. And he saw here what he sees here is the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. Now this is very important. I've been listening to a few videos on, uh, uh, to, I mean, uh, uh, Freemasonry and many of the other cults that we that are existing in the, in the world. They all face towards the west. in opposition to god's temple that faces the east so here you have the temple that is facing east and uh, that means you enter from the east gate to come into the presence of god and you have the throne of god on the west side of the temple on the north side you have the showbread a table of golden table having the showbread about 12 loaves of bread are kept up on it and changed every week and on the left you have the um the lampstand the golden lampstand the seven branched lampstand and uh, the seven branched lampstand there was only one in the tabernacle but in solomon's temple there were, i think nearly seven of them were kept because the temple was larger and needed more light and there are more lampstands and uh, they're all made out of gold and also when you see things in the temple of god it will begin with bronze bronze is not so expensive and when you come closer to the throne of god they start using things made out of silver and then when you come more closer everything is made of gold that is to express that god desires the best he desires the best and sometimes we come to him but we don't give our best and that's one of the things that we need to reflect on do i give my best to god the gold that's what we need to uh, keep in mind i'm not talking about money here that may be part of it but that's not part i want to give yourself the best of you to god and then here you see in ezekiel 47 a river of god starting from the throne of god but you also have a picture of the same kind of a thing in revelation chapter 22 but they're two different things they're two different things In the book of Revelation, chapter twenty-two, the river of God is there, flowing from the throne of God, and the river goes through the middle of the city, and you've got trees lined up on both sides, and they give you fruit twelve times in a year, and the leaves are for the healing of the nations. Same kind of words are used in the book of Ezekiel, chapter forty-seven, but this one, the scholars think, is for a time that is called millennium. the millennium is a thousand year reign 
when Jesus Christ will come back and establish his kingdom on earth and he will rule from Jerusalem. He will rule from Jerusalem. And that is what is going to happen. And the most important of all in chapter 47, what is important is most of the cities in the world are built by a riverside because it needs source of water. But Jerusalem has none. No river. It's on a mountain. Basically, it's on a mountain. It's on a hill. So, the river that Ezekiel is talking about is non-existent. Physically non-existent. Today, you go to Jerusalem, there's no river there. So, what is Ezekiel saying? In the thousand-year reign, the river will come, will form. River will form. Is it a new idea that Ezekiel is talking? No. He has talked about it. Um, sorry, Joel talks about it in chapter 3, verse 18, later part. A fountain will flow out of the Lord's house and will water the valleys of Acacias. A fountain will flow out of the Lord's house and will water the valley of Acacias. And Zechariah talks about it in 14th chapter, verse 8. On that day, living water will flow out from Jerusalem, half of it to the east to the Dead Sea and half of its to the uh, west to the Mediterranean Sea in summer and in winter. In summer and in winter. It's going to flow all the time. It has nothing. The seasons will not affect it. Now look at this map here. That's Jerusalem. This is Mediterranean Sea. And you have the Dead Sea here. Now from Jerusalem, east side, it is flowing to the east. So this is the River Jordan. River Jordan is flowing down into the Dead Sea here. So the river that's going to start from Jerusalem is going to flow eastward and join with the River Jordan before it merges into the Dead Sea. Is it, is it today there? Not there. So some people think it's spiritual. It is not happening now. It's never going to happen. It's just spiritual matters. But the details there are so clear that it could be a reality in the future. See, the scholars, you know, they always use their brain and sometimes they don't have a heart. They don't have a heart. <laughs> so here I'm trying to say is, in the future, when Christ establishes a thousand-year reign, there could be, there will be a river that will start from the temple of God. Sorry. Temple of God will flow towards east. So Zechariah, what he's saying is, the river is going to be split into two. One will flow towards east into Dead Sea, and another will split into the west side and go into the Mediterranean Sea. That's what Zechariah is saying. What do you think? Is it going to happen? Listen to the Holy Spirit in your spirit. He will bear witness. He will bear testimony in your heart. It's going to happen. It will happen. Why? He spoke about it. The things, the spiritual realities in heaven will be reflected on the earth. If you have a river in, in the heaven, there will be a river from the, the temple of God on earth. Right now it is not there. It will happen. It will happen. That's what I believe. I can be wrong. When Christ comes, if there is no river in Jerusalem, then I will be wrong. But if there is a river there, I will be right. So let's leave the matter to the future. We don't want to go deep into it. And now what is happening here is, this man brought him back to the entrance to the temple of God. 
and uh, and he saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east that word under the threshold of the temple this is from the east side it is coming and when the water is coming it is only trickling basically it was not a mighty river at all the water was just trickling is not even ankle deep just you see wetness there and some water and then what happens he was taken from the north side and he looks at it around he comes to the south side of the altar it was flowing from under the altar of god from the throne of god from the south side of the altar through the east gate is flowing so he took the measuring rod and then what does he do man went eastward with the measuring line in his hand he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through the water that was ankle deep so he measures 1000 cubits how much is 1000 cubits in feet if you want it is 1750 feet and you want to mean uh, meters 533.4 meters it's roughly about half a kilometer so whatever is comfortable to you in your imagination use it but now you see he takes a measuring rod 1000 measures he makes it and says to Ezekiel come walk through the water he walks in and the water was only ankle deep not much and afterwards the man of god what does he do he takes a measuring line measures again a thousand cubits and here the cubit word is the royal cubit not the normal cubit normal cubit is shorter than the royal cubit royal cubit is about 18 inches so uh, sorry normal cubit is 18 inches the royal cubit is about 21 uh, 21 inches so accordingly thousand cubits more and he was invited to walk into the waters so what does he do he walks in and the water is up to knee deep and again one more thousand cubits the water came up to waist deep and one more thousand cubits and he was not able to cross on it he cannot feel the ground anymore he has to swim so deep it has become now the point i'm on trying to make is what is the origin of this river the origin of the river is the temple of god the throne of god under his throne is coming from there if you want life it has to come from god if you want to experience life where it should come from from god his throne and we saw in uh, in the book of daniel a river of fire flows from underneath before him from underneath his throne the whole throne is on fire full of fire and the river of fire flows from there and i tell you it's very awesome picture to imagine let that river flow into you let the flow river that river flow into you in fact jesus says in uh, john chapter 7 in john chapter 7 verse 37 they used to have a festival basically what they used to do is they used to take the water from below down below i think it was a uh, pool of siloam and they used to you know, they used to fill the silver vessels with the water and bring it up and pour it out in the presence of god which is going to represent outpouring of the holy spirit so on that great day of the feast jesus stands there on that last and greatest day of the fe- festival jesus stood and said in a loud voice let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink and john writes this he spoke about the holy spirit this he spoke about the holy spirit 
So this river that you see, that Ezekiel sees, uh, John, uh, the river that John the Apostle sees in Revelation chapter 22, they are all going to be part of our experience. But then Jesus says, it has to begin now in your life. You have to come to him and drink and that river will become, a, uh, that water will become a source of river. It will begin to flow from your belly. It will flow from your belly. The rivers of living water will flow from your belly. What a privilege that we have. Are you aware of this in your life? Is the Holy Spirit flowing from your belly? What will that mean? And when he has finished walking through this water, when he could not, um, he could not feel the ground, he had to swim through, he was brought back to the bank. And when he came to the bank, Ezekiel looked down through the river. It's flowing mighty and strong. But the important thing is, this water was only a trickle when it started in the, under the throne of God. It was a trickle. No tributaries, no small rivers joining, but it's becoming deeper and wider, deeper and wider. Thousand cubits, one more thousand, one more thousand, one more thousand. You can't swim any, you cannot walk anymore, you have to swim through. Think about it. Spurgeon has got the imagination to capture this. When Jesus came into the world, died upon the cross, was buried and rose again. He selected those 12 disciples, trained them, filled them with the Spirit on the day of Pentecost. It was like a trickle. As the time passes by, thousand cubits, thousand cubits, thousand cubits, as time passes by, the church has become mighty and strong, deeper and wider. Can anybody beat the wisdom of God? How he started off with the trickle. He trusted those 12 disciples to carry on this message to the whole world. And today here we are, so far from Jerusalem, still talking about the gospel of Christ. It started as a trickle, trickle and is now flowing here. But the question is, is that river in your belly? That's the question. If you have the Holy Spirit... That's what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you have been baptized by the Holy Spirit, you will speak in tongues and you will move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and you will bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But there are many, many Christians don't have this experience. I will not blame them. But I would say that you need to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit and then you must move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If you say gifts have ceased, you are at loss. There's no one else who is going to be at loss. You yourself will be at loss. And there are millions of Christians who say that the gifts have ceased. I was one of them before. But God in his mercy, he led me through different experiences in my life. I know that they have not ceased. I have seen healings happen. I have seen demons being cast out. And uh, I praise God for what he, is, what he has done in me. And that can be everybody's experience. When you let that Holy Spirit flow through you, through your belly. Let it flow like a river. What happens is when this river is flowing, when he saw on the bank of the river, he looked down the river, he saw that there were trees lined up by the banks and they were bearing fruit. How does he know in one few seconds of vision that they bear 12 times fruit in a year? It's the revelation of the Holy Spirit. You can't look at the trees there and say, Oh, it, has, it is bearing fruit for the whole 12 months, 12 crops. It is a revelation. So he had the revelation that these trees were bearing fruit 12 months in a year. And then what did he see? How many of us know something about the Dead Sea? Why is it called Dead Sea? 
because there is no life in it. There is no life in Dead Sea. Nothing can live there. The salt is so salty, like any other sea water, it's six to eight times saltier than any other. And some people say it's nearly 33% of the water is salt. You want to drown and die, you want to commit suicide and jump into the Dead Sea, you will not die because you'll be floating there. You will not sink at all. That's how it is. And no fish will live in it because it is so salty. Nothing will live. But this river that is flowing from the throne of God, when it joins the Dead Sea, what is happening is everywhere the water flows, it becomes fresh water. Hallelujah. Is your, that river flowing from your belly, is it blessing somebody and imparting life? I mean, if it is not doing, you, you can desire for it to happen. You can say, Lord, I want that river to flow from my belly. I want a blessing. I want to bring life to many people. Good desire. Good desire. And then, the beauty of the river is, it does not flow into every nook and corner. It leaves some of those marshy land where it doesn't make it fresh so that they can continue to have salt. You need salt and you need fresh water. And then when you look at this map again, you have the fishermen standing there casting nets and catching fish in the Dead Sea. Where nothing was there, now they have, there's life there. And uh, the fish are like the numerous fish like Mediterranean Sea. The Mediterranean Sea is far away here. And lots of varieties of fish are there in the sea. And the same kind of fish are here now. But then where is Engedi? Engedi is, if this is dead, dead sea is starting from here, going down somewhere here, the middle of it somewhere, down somewhere here, is Engedi. And Eglime is somewhere in this side of it. So down from the middle of this Dead Sea, go up and down. All this area is turned into fresh water, teeming with life, different kinds of fish. I tell you, if you have that river flowing out of your belly, you will share the gospel with somebody and catch the fish. Is, is it not what disciples did? Is it not what Jesus told the disciples, I will make you catch us of men? You will go and you will be, I will make you fishermen, but you won't catch fish, you'll catch men. If you have a river in your belly and you don't talk to anyone about Jesus Christ, I will doubt you have the river. Why? The river will impart life. Wherever you go, to whomsoever you speak, it will impact them and they will receive Christ when you speak to them. You need the river from flowing from your belly. So you have life coming out of this river. Trees lined up, bearing fruit 12 times in a year, and fish coming up all over, and fishermen are using nets. It's not just a, uh, a fishing pole being used there, you know. Catch, put one line and then sit there for two hours to get one small fish. No, you are going to throw the net. It's going to be full of fish. Um, it, is, uh, it talks about abundant provision. Abundant provision, mighty provision. And that has to come from, all these things happen, why? When you come to the end of the, uh, end of the scripture, it says, um, they f every month they will bear because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. What's the secret of the water is? It's flowing from sanctuary. 
It has to flow from the temple of God. And when your rivers are flowing from your belly is from the Holy Spirit, from the temple of God, put into your stomach, in your belly, and it's begin to flow like a river. It has to be deeper and wider. You've been a Christian for five years. It has to be like 1,000 cubits, 2,000 cubits, 3,000 cubits, 4,000 cubits, deeper and wider. If you've been a Christian for 40 years, the same rule. If you are not growing in the power of the Holy Ghost, I doubt whether you have a river at all. But you can have the river by faith. You have to receive that river by faith. Say, Jesus, you are the one who is the source of this river. And now I'm thirsty, I'm hungry. I come to you, I feed upon you. I will drink the water of you, the water that you want to offer me. Let it become a uh, source of water from my, flowing out of my belly like a river. Is it not what he promised the Samaritan woman? When you drink what I give you, it will become like a bubble, a bubbling spring within you. You're saying the same thing in different words. We need this experience. If you know Christ, but you don't have that bubbling of water inside you, if you don't have that river flowing out of your belly, we need the Holy Ghost. So I'll quickly read from Revelation 22 so you know what I'm talking about. Then the angel showed me the river of water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life, which is twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. That's going to happen forever in heaven. In the city of Jerusalem, New Jerusalem. But what Ezekiel is talking about is going to happen on earth during the thousand year reign of Christ. Am I making it clear? I hope I'm not confusing you. One is belongs to this world, another belongs to another world. But what happens in this world is a reflection of what is going to happen in heaven forever. If you understand me, say Amen. Hallelujah. So I will summarize now quickly and close it. First, this angel of God is calling for a deeper and deeper experience of God. Turn to somebody, give them a high five. God is calling you for a deeper experience of God. Do you want to listen to this? invitation and respond to God. You need to respond to God and say, I need deeper experience of God. You know, in, when, um, when I was growing in the school, we used to have a joke about a boy who wrote an essay on cow. Cow has four legs, two horns, two ears, two eyes. It gives milk and you know, all kinds of things. He wrote one essay. And that was in the examination, write an essay on cow in, let's say, 200 words. He prepared hard and he wrote it. Next exam comes, but the question is different. It may be about write something about eagle or something about something else. But this poor guy, he only knows about the cow. So he writes again about the cow. And the teacher looks at it and says, no, this is not what I asked. So he gives him a zero marks. How much is our knowledge of God? 
do we have like the essay of cow we have only few words to talk about god then we are the most poor people in the world you need to have increasing knowledge of god how do you get it you need to experience god you need to taste god you need to enjoy god you need to you need to rejoice in god i tell you i cannot put it in you but you can have it you can have it if the worship time is dull and boring for you i will tell you you don't have life you don't have life if you enjoy that morning you're here by 9:30 and you are eager to worship god i know that you have life in you when you are reading bible and you fall asleep i know you don't have hunger for the word of god and when you are praying and falling asleep it is the same thing again if you are on fire for god you cannot be lax in your life and god's invitation through that angel to ezekiel is repeated this morning so that you can respond to walk into deeper and deeper experiences of god knowing god and you may say oh how do i know i don't know anything about god i will suggest two simple books one by a w tozer the knowledge of the holy once you finish reading it you will have a lot of knowledge about god and the second one i would suggest is j i packer he wrote a book called knowing god if these two books will launch you into knowing god in a better way get them they are very old now they are in the market for so many decades and it's going to change just as a launching thing i'm not saying the end of it just to launch you into understanding god secondly salt water becomes fresh water your experience should make somebody happy full of joy receive salvation have you helped somebody know jesus in their life if the river is flowing out of your belly you will share the gospel with somebody and may help them to know jesus if you don't have desire to share about christ to anybody i will question do you have life in you at all if you have the life you can't keep it to yourself it will flow river is not it is not a well river is not a well just to stay there in your belly alone no it will flow out from you life will flow out from you and that is god's desire and that's god's plan thirdly many kinds of fish from engedi to englaim they will use nets for fishing abundance is the key large scale evangelism evangelism will be large scale at the same time you will have abundance as well in your life you will not lack anything when the river is flowing from your belly when you have the gift of the holy ghost living in you when you are connected with god you love him you worship him you serve him you wait upon him you will not lack anything you will not be poor god will not abandon you he will not abandon you next marsh areas will be left for salt here they don't become fresh water you need fish you also need salt to put on the fish and both are provided by the river both are provided by the river trees lined up on both sides of the river will bear fruit 12 times a year and leaves for healing of nations there will not be any sickness it will be rooted out supernatural fruitfulness that comes from intimacy with the lord you will flourish in every way in health in wealth in everything when you are in intimacy with god you need to give time to god 
it should not be five minutes it should not be two minutes just remembering god god good morning hi afternoon good afternoon i am not forgotten you you know hi god good afternoon and night good night i am not forgetting you i just want to say good night to you that's not intimacy with god intimacy with god pour over the word of god read it let it speak to you let the word speak to you and let it become a river of, that is flowing from your belly you need the light from the candlestick the lampstand in the holy place and you need the shekinah glory giving you revelation that's deep inside the holy of holies between the cherubim i don't know but my testimony is that god had mercy on me he spoke to me he spoke to me in the year 2010 i was a christian before for th- more than 30 years but never heard the voice of god because i didn't expect him to speak i was troubled in my spirit every time i read the word i was troubled in my spirit god spoke to abraham god said this to moses the word of the lord came to jeremiah the word of the lord came to ezekiel word of the lord came to daniel i was troubled how could they hear god and i don't hear that i went on for year after year after year that was troubling me and i sought god for nearly 7 years from 2004 to 2010 and in the year 2010 one evening when i knelt down the holy spirit spoke to me for one week he spoke to me every day that experience can be yours and rivers of living water will flow out of your belly when you receive the holy spirit and now we are going to pray and i encourage you to receive the holy spirit if you have not received him receive him because when he comes in life will flow from you and will be a blessing to everywhere the river flows there will be life and your life will become like this river this river wherever it went it brought life it turned salt water into fresh water it made life to exist by allowing fish to grow all kinds of fish it is going to be yours you have to receive as you receive forgiveness by believing in jesus say receive the holy spirit by faith and don't doubt it oh you say holy spirit come inside me now fill me but i don't feel anything no jingles no tingles nothing happen in my body you have to grow out of your feeling level to faith level you receive him by faith and you ask him now and say holy spirit come into me and after one hour he say one hour ago i said but i don't think he came in that's not faith you say come he comes the same second and stand up on it you don't need feelings feelings are there that's good it's a bonus it's like a um, icing on the cake feelings if you have feelings good praise god we need it as well we as human beings we we need it to reassure us at the same time but that's not the way to live ultimately life christian life is by faith naked faith in this god who calls in this god who speaks in this god who touches in this god who came to die for you on the cross so you can have life and that river will flow from your belly and that can be your experience this morning now in jesus mighty name shall we pray thank you jesus
రేషరాకబారనస్ అందరూ రిహేశ్యక్తిరేస్తారనం అందరూ భాస్తకురోని రహసేరిని మాందస్తకురోని యాక్చువల్లీ ఐ వాంట్ టు ప్రే ఫర్ సమ్ పీపుల్ హూ ఆర్ నావ్ గోయింగ్ టు ఇఫ్ యు ఆర్ ఫీలింగ్ దట్ ప్రజెన్స్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ రైట్ నౌ ఐ వాంట్ టు ప్రే ఫర్ దెన్ ఐ ప్రే ఫర్ ఎవ్రీ వన్ ఎల్స్ ఈవెన్ దో యూ డోంట్ ఫీల్ ఐ ప్రే ఫర్ యూ బట్ ఫస్ట్ ఐ వాంట్ టు ప్రే ఫర్ దోస్ హూ ఆర్ ఫీలింగ్ ద ప్రజెన్స్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ ఇఫ్ యు ఆర్ ఫీలింగ్ ఇట్ జస్ట్ స్టాండ్ వేర్ యూ ఆర్ ఐఎమ్ గోయింగ్ టు ఆస్ ద హోలీ స్పిరిట్ టు టచ్ యూ అండ్ టు లెట్ దట్ రివర్ బిగిన్ టు ఫ్లో ఫ్రమ్ యువర్ బెల్లీ సో అట్ వేర్ ఎవర్ ఇట్ ఫ్లోస్ వేర్ ఎవర్ ఇట్ ఫ్లోస్ it is going to bring life change the situation it will bring healing to the people life to the people if you are feeling the presence right now just stand rakta sakra bandastakrono mahashraste raharoni karasatre banda saptaho mohorono rakta shraste kireni lord let that river from your throne flow now into our midst and lord enter everybody's belly standing here and let it begin to flow like a mighty river to the glory of your name through your children i pray let there be revelation in their spirit let there be lord father life flowing from them and let them become people who will carry the gospel to everyone they come in contact with let them share the gospel let them see life flow into them salt water turn into fresh waters let them have that experience now fill them as we have seen in the book of daniel in the book of daniel a river of fire was flowing from before your throne before you and now let the river of fire come and flow into our midst and touch your children river of fire i decree river of fire 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 touch lord in the mighty name of jesus and those who don't have feeling but they say yeah i want to believe for him now stand he will fill you he will make that river to flow from your belly take it by faith don't look for the feelings anymore it is beyond feelings it is to say god i need you 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 cry out and that is going to begin to flow from your belly this morning it will never stop it will never ever stop until christ comes he will be in you he will be working in you bringing life from you and blessing many people and blessing you as well rashakta sektare bharano mahasharastu sandarana sabdaroni manda sabrastu shakara sekta kerishe mahakara sekta korundo bol sandasta koroni god says i'm going to do mighty things in every one of your lives mighty things i'm going to do i'm going to do mighty things says the lord Lord let the river begin to flow let it stir in their belly and become a mighty river flowing from their belly to the glory of your name holy spirit come with power with power with power with power with power let your glory come 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 touch your children now thank you lord for ministering to your children thank you for refreshing your children I bow before you worship you Lord. Thank you for presence in our midst in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Thanks for joining us at Omega. If you need prayer for healing or breakthrough or simply to find out more, please head to our website or Facebook page in the links below.